Good morning, beloved. So all sons, backseaters, come ahead. Let's fill up. OK, I need some sons to click a picture of this new layout, because I have to send it to Michael. Uh, OK, so I told Michael we're moving in, we're changing things. Kabaos is getting formed. Uh, something new, new things birthing in Beloved. And he said, so it is in Celebration City. They're also moving to a new venue. So he said, it's interesting. Even y'all are moving out, and so are we. There is increase, and there's growth. Okay, so you want to come ahead, fill up the seats next to Ratna. Everyone's looking very pretty. Happy Independence Day. We are celebrating 75 years of our independence in our country. Okay, and more sons coming in India. We are not raising sheep, we are raising sons. Okay, uh, everyone is looking pretty. Everyone came in their Independence Day colors. It doesn't matter which color was stronger. In me, the blue is stronger, but I've worn all the three colors. Okay, so look at each other, celebrate each other, smile at each other, say I love you. Okay, do that. Okay, so um, this is a bit too high, I feel, but it's okay. Yeah. How many of you like the new setup? Yeah, thank the tech team and everyone who came. Okay, it fills up more people. We got all of this, we're upgrading. Uh, we're increasing, okay? Bring your children. I told you we started Sunday Church for Children called Cub House. So they're little cubs, baby cubs growing into uh, sons, lions, okay? I loved Sunil's testimony. How many enjoyed that testimony? We're going to put it up on YouTube, hear it. Sunil 1, we have Sunil 2 also. <laughs> Sunil 1, Sunil 2, okay? So um, isn't this great? Now he dealt with that other son. I want to begin the sermon with his testimony. Someone comes to him, has a heart attack, or you know, has gone through something, and now he's going for a surgery, comes in the path of Sunil. Sunil can either pray for him, like regular church, and then it would get fixed, and what would happen when the son comes? The son would be weak, and his faith would be in Sunil. Next time he goes through a problem, he won't know how to overcome it at all. Again, he'll, Sunil will get a call. Okay, and this whole prayer chain. But where did Sunil cut it off? He said, no, I'm not praying. But Sunil showed this other guy his truth. That, hey, even you believe in Jesus. You're also a son of God. And the same life that is in the Father is in you and is giving life to your body, your veins, your heart, everything. And so now what happens? This guy goes to Hyderabad or wherever he went. He goes for the test again. And they say, oh, this is not a heart attack. This is some cough congestion. I believe everything changed for him. Maybe it was something and everything changed and that resurrection life that was in the sun always. But because the truth came, I told you what does the Holy Spirit do first? He says, I am the way, the truth and the life. So first came truth. So now his eyes opened up. And now even as the truth is opening up his eyes, that life, I am the, I am the way, the truth and the life. That life was able to flow in that son's body, fixing it. Now, this son has left increased. Not a sheep, a son. Next time he goes to anything, he'll remember. Resurrection life is in me. Which is greater? Which is a greater way of addressing? The second, sonship. That's why we here, we lay down the gifts. I tend not to pray for people, especially sons if they come. It's because... Prayer is so easy because they don't want to co-labor. Are you pray now? Easy fix because they don't take the onus of believing, renewing their mind, nothing. They just want to sit there. You'll be sheep. But then sons is like waking you up. 
And now Sunil actually loved this other guy in spirit and in truth. He may have got offended, Sunil didn't pray, but hey, Sunil gave truth. And now that truth remains with him forever. That's what it is called increase, ever increasing, okay? Now today's message, I feel this is echoing, this mic. You did something to it? Okay. Uh, can we go up? I like this pic. Okay, now beloved, come a little down, yeah. Beloved is a matured church. Say that. In beloved, we don't treat you like babies. If we treat you like babies, you will get offended. Okay? Like children. You know children, you have to wonder what to say, then they cry, then they throw tantrums. Oh, then you have to think twice, what do I say to this child? Yeah. Children. But, but mature adults, you can speak and then... Uh, someone who's matured will just address us at flesh, spirit, rest, okay? We, the reason why we are doing that is because we want you to increase. Say that. We, so that you can increase and we have the liberty to speak the truth. Okay? So in beloved, like I said, if you don't come to church, we don't call you and say, hey, where you are. You, we expect you to come here for the word. If you don't come, you'll get hungry. You won't get condemned, you'll just get hungry, you'll want to come again. Okay, because we want, to, uh, we want to lay a foundation of maturity here. So we don't do a lot of things like the other churches do. We purposely don't do it here. It's because when you, you need to deal with it. You got pissed off at someone. That's only the flesh can get pissed off, not the spirit. Take it to the cross. We expect that so that we can speak truth and you can grow to higher things. Okay, yes? Amen, you receive it? Okay, so the first picture that I've put there, what does it say? It's a caterpillar looking at another butterfly. Now what is he saying? You've changed. This other butterfly is saying, uh, we're supposed to. You know, it's one thing to say, God loves me. And they just love me where I am. And he loves me where I am. But when you got born again, when the Holy Spirit came in you, he's not keeping you where you are. He's not loving you where you are at. He's there to change you, ever increasing. So you can say God loves me just the way I am. Yeah, he loved you just the way you are because Christ went on the cross. But the minute he came in you, he's there to change. And none of you that has come in, beloved, or at least I know, you're not the same you were. You're not the same you were. And sometimes some experience, experiences that come in your life and you can get, you can feel like, oh my God, this looks the same, but don't worry. I believe you'll have a different fruit because you're not the same. Righteousness is constantly leading to life in you, okay? I love what Geetu shared. The righteousness of faith speaks. That's why pain was in the body. Even I do this all the time. I go to sleep and I say, resurrection life in me is giving life to this mortal body. And I go to sleep. And then I realize everything is working. It's because it's, sonship is inside out. So you were a caterpillar, okay? And then suddenly, I believe you were a fly. And then you became a butterfly. You became a new creation. And that new creation, your soul is constantly getting transformed into the image of Christ, okay? Now today I'm gonna to speak a few things. I'm gonna speak even about correction and how God, God corrects us, okay? Uh, let's open to, <clears throat> let's look at Romans 12. Can we read that? Verse two. My butterfly clips. Okay, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, 
holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. What does it say here? And do not be, do not be conformed. What is the meaning of conformed? Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, metamorphou. That's in Greek. That word transformed is metamorphou by the renewing of your, what is mind? Your soul. That's why you're coming here every Sunday. You come, you hear a message. What is happening? What part of you is getting renewed? Your mind, your soul is getting renewed, okay? Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The good, I can pray for this guy. But the perfect will of God, hey, Sunil, we can fix this. But can you show him his sonship so that it's permanent fix? Perfect will of God. Which one do you want? It's not wrong to pray. That's why I say it's not wrong. You can. But you, you can't grow from there. You'll always remain sheep. Okay? And for here in Beloved, we want to raise up sons, not sheep. Okay? So it's different. So... It says here, do not be conformed to this world. That means what? The world presents facts. It, they appear like truths. And the world is constantly speaking to you. You go sit with people who don't know Christ or even some Christians who don't know sonship. They're constantly speaking something to you. You go look in the mirror. The mirror is speaking something to you. What do you see? You go, you go out. The social media is speaking something to you. You put on Google. Everything has a voice and is speaking something to you. And then the word says, God says, do not be conformed. In somewhere else it says to the patterns and cycles of this world. But be transformed, metamorphosized. Metamorphosis, have you learned that in school? That word metamorpho, do you know in Greek it means transfigured. It's the same word used when Jesus was on the mount. And remember he transfigured front of his disciples and his clothes became all white. It's the same word. So what is he saying? Be transfigured. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transfigured. That means that life is going to come in your mortal body. That's what's happening. That's what's happening to that, that son, how he got healed. By the renewing of your mind. Renewing of your mind to what? Not Old Testament. New covenant truths. New realities. New creation realities. Okay? Now let's go ahead. <clears throat> okay, so that word metamorpho, what does it mean? To transform, it also means to transfigure. When Jesus transfigured, he changed states. Suddenly he was just one man and then suddenly they looked at him. He looks like a Nirma ad. White clothes shining bright. He changed, okay? Now see this, that word, I've just put the Greek words there. From metamorpho to transform, to change, to transfigure. Okay? Let's look at Matthew 17. This is where Jesus transfigured. Verse 7. Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain by themselves, and he was trans transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as the light that word transfigured is the same word metamorpho so be transformed be transfigured you're also changing by the 
renewing of your mind. So you know what this son saw when that report came, congestion in heart? That resurrection life in him, because Sunil renewed his mind, was dull mind, just taught sheep, sheep, pray, pray, normal, conform to this world, heart attack, I got thing, this is heart attack, I'll go. But some son came and showed him, hey, it's not your nature. He didn't conform him to the patterns of this world. He renewed his mind. And guess what happened? Being transfigured into newness. That's what happened. He saw a new reality. Yes? Okay, say beloved is awake. I am alive. I'm sharper than a double-edged sword. Piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and the discerner of the intents of people's hearts. That is you. Okay? 1 Corinthians 3.1 And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people. This is Paul talking in a very baby church. They've got a lot of issues. They're going, maybe drinking communion also. Just maybe new, totally a little bit, a lot in the flesh. So Paul, the way he writes to Corinthians is very different from maybe he's writing to Ephesians and the other ones, okay? Now see this, what he says. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, that means mature sons, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. What is carnal? Let's look how he defines it, okay? I fed you with milk and not with solid food. That means there is solid food that beloved wants to give you. That's why we expect you to mature up. You come scripture of scripture, I told you, we put you out. Beloved is not scripture. Beloved is revelation. Okay? See this. I fed you with milk and not with solid food. For until now, you were not able to receive it. And even now, you are still not able. That means he wants to give something, but he's saying you are not able to receive it. For you are all still carnal. For where there is envy, now see this, I've highlighted, strife and divisions among you, you are not carnal and be, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Strife. Strife is anything can cause strife. Something so simple, small thing can cause just strife. Give me an example of strife. Scripture. Where you speak on immortality, you can't die. I said, yeah. It's in the truth. It's not I speak it. Open the Bible. Read it. Paul was going for immortality. Maybe he didn't see it, but the next generation will. Paul, all of the disciples are also sons of God, ever increasing. They didn't have it all. And now you can keep on increasing from them and have it all. I told you, the footprints you'll always find in the Word. So you can increase. Maybe the next generation will see that life in their natural body manifesting. Okay? But we believe something because it is the truth. But if people come here, we are not out for strife. There can be many things that I see sometimes and I hear from others and I may not believe like head to head with even what they're saying. But the ground, I, I take the ground fruit is like here, it's we are born of the same father, we're both sons. And if I feel that they're causing strife, then that's carnality and I'll be like, you're most welcome to leave. Food can cause strife. I don't like this food that is here. I don't like it. This is the real food that we want to give you, the real food. The reason why we keep it boring is so that you appreciate this food, so that it's not a meat feast there. There are things we deliberately do in Beloved. Now, I'm not saying that we are serving you old food. We'll upgrade, okay? But give grace to each other. Let not something so small be the cause of strife 
and irritation among unity. And what does it say? And division. Let there be no division among you. Children's syllabus, what are we going to teach? Don't you think the leadership has it solved? Okay, another thing I would advise. Now this message is a bit like correction also, is because we want you to increase. When you come to Beloved, don't become police. Okay, I've been in the lot for 20 years. A lot of things I have seen, including everyone in Beloved is chosen by the Father. They've been called in that place. So sometimes you can just come in and I understand your, the place where you're coming from and you want to do something. But some of y'all I know you since many times. So we deal purposely a little differently with y'all because we want you to go from one place to another. So can you give the leadership the grace that they know what they are doing? There are certain things we choose not to do because we don't want to be like other churches. Here, I told you, a testimony like Sunil's, how amazing is that testimony? Don't you want to be effective rather than have everyone pat you on the back, be people pleasing, but the guy dies? What's the use? You prayed and nothing happened. We want to be life-giving spirits, okay? So we want to do something differently. So police is the way you just want to come and you just want to, hey, let's do this, let's get on. Why don't we start this? Why don't you, why don't you, you all do a lot with the poor? We are doing everything to bring eternal life. Because we can give money, it will be short-term fix. So we don't have many activities as such. But what we are doing is we're doing translations in Hindi. Because once you hear the true gospel, they come into sonship, they can't stay poor. Because righteousness leads to prosperity. So which one do we want to invest in? While a lot of churches doing the money thing, and we're not saying no, this is wrong, let them do it. That part of the body is called to do that. But my calling and beloved's calling is for the word. So we're not saying this is wrong. We're just not called that way. We're called to give more life and eternal life. Receiving it? Okay, so don't ask us what we do. Okay? Okay, let's go ahead. So let's read that. Okay, beloved is matured. Yes, your flesh needs to go to the cross. If anyone pissed you off, they didn't piss you off. You got pissed off. Okay? Your flesh needs to go to the cross. No room for offense. I'll give you a small example. Once I was, um, and I'll use an, ana an analogy. I was once with uh, Michael <clears throat> a couple of months ago and there was a meeting happening. There was another person with Michael and so I was like, uh, you know, I came and told Michael, I think this person, you know, doesn't, uh, is upset with me. You know, he said, what made you say that? So Michael said, his body language. I said, yeah, I felt he was like, you know, a bit tight. He's like, no, that's all the flesh. That has to go to the cross. There's nothing there. You can go and ask the truth. So after that, I went and spoke to this person, and there was nothing there. Do you know who was playing? The devil. The devil can play a lot of things. That happened to another son also in Beloved. I was then, you know, sometimes if I don't look at you, and I don't see you, and don't say hi, and all, and I don't say she doesn't like me, and you know, all of that. That all is the flesh. We are matured. We are matured, okay? We are not here for hi and hello. We're here for the word. So give us that grace. Give grace to each other. She didn't look at me. She didn't say hi in the morning. Uh, you know, they don't say, they didn't ask me where I am. I didn't go for two weeks. And all this, all the flesh needs to go to the cross, okay? So I said, no, and so this person was there and something happened. And I, like, uh, so I like the fact that the person confronted me. He said, you know, were you irritated or anything? I said, no, not at all. But what played in the person's mind? 
I was the devil walked there. I said, no, the truth is, I had something else in my head. So I'm wondering, do we have a tech meeting after this? And you know, are we going to meet the sons? Because we need the, need the projector this morning. And one son has gone for dinner. The other son has gone for something else. And so now, uh, is the load on me? We wanted to have the other setup. So all of this is going on in my head. But see how the devil is playing in that son's head. No, she was not good with you. She doesn't respect you. Or maybe she doesn't like you. Who is putting all these thoughts? The devil. And when the truth was confronted, there was nothing there. So what do you do? You bring that strife down and do not even allow it in beloved. You give the other person the benefit. That no, and even if you got it, if you got offended, only the flesh gets offended. The spirit does not. If you don't let that bitter fruit be there, then there is a lot of increase that can come. Are you hearing? Beloved is hearing, beloved is understanding, okay? I told you, we have to look at the intention of the heart. I've learned this many, many years ago, and I always do that. I don't care what the person says. It's like my brother calling me a whore. I told you, right? He went and said, I am a whore. I corrected his spelling. I said, get it right, put an E there. It's wrong. It's because now I can either hold to him to his words, or I can see the intention that he had a bad day. He got irritated I was in his room. And I knew where it's coming from. He just wants to say something to bug me because I was in his room and I shouldn't have been in his room. I saw the intention, I let it go. It dissolved. But you can, and I know that he doesn't mean it also. It's not the truth. But suppose I start believing what my brother said. And five years have gone and I remember that one day you said, I'm a whore. And what will he say? Even, because I'm believing a lie now that is not even the truth. Even he knows it's not the truth. So now if you choose to believe it, who's the idiot? You. If God says I love you, you are my beloved. But if you don't believe it, can he do anything? Can he do anything? Slap you, believe it. He can't do anything. The word can come to you. That's why those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, it says will reign in life. That means you have to receive it. That means believe what he says about you, the truth. You know, every time as sons, the only believing I told you you had to do was believe in the son whom he sent. That was the work of God. Now all the believing that you're doing after the cross, it's a rest. It's not believing to become. It's different. We believe because it is the truth. He just told him resurrection life is in you, the same life that is in the Father is in your body and that body is giving life to your veins and everything. Now he just spoke this, this guy goes and suddenly a heart attack has turned into cough congestion. That's big change. How does that happen? The truth, the truth. You are the truth, you are the way, you are the life. You don't speak anything else but the truth. You do not bear witness, that means agree with anything else but the truth. We don't deny the facts. Yeah, I can see a report, but I'll tell you another report, a greater report. I can see a law. Yeah, this law is working in your flesh, but hey, let me tell you that another law is working in your spirit. It's called the law of life. And this law of life, because it's in you, is going to push out this law of death. That's what happened. Resurrection life pushed it out and made the lower law fall. Like when you go on the moon, you will levitate. Because why? You've left Earth's gravity and gone above to a higher law. So higher law will always push out the lower law. 
okay the lower law will have to give way you are understanding what i am saying so we don't deny the facts yeah this you're sick the body looks sick the body has sickness and symptoms of sickness but those are facts the truth is there's a greater law resurrection life and it'll eat this death yesterday i was in uh, uh at a shoot so there was this girl sitting <clears throat> she's prayed with me she's come into the lord you know and she's just in her journey here and there so she's like oh, priya how come i see that you don't age i feel like you look the same how come you don't age and i'm casually just sitting there i was doing my word yesterday i was at shoot late so i was and i naturally told her, i said yeah the resurrection life is in me she said what i said resurrection life it eats up death she's saying so how do i get it <laughs> i said you already have it i said remember you prayed with me a long time ago and all and she's just eating and she's going on yeah i that tongues i said you were praying i said that i said start now believing and i said because i said any death it just keeps eating eating so it's like backward for us and literally when i said it there was no like what are you saying like there was no like like you know truth when you speak truth the others let them ruffle you speak truth it went right in your words are spread on their life okay let her meditate on that um okay so look at this it says here let me read that again for you are not carnal say beloved is not carnal so no one's going to say you know you didn't say hi to me okay you didn't wish me on my birthday yes please because then we cannot give you food then you are mere babies okay i told you in beloved please don't call anyone don't use the f word don't call them fat okay you are fine very very fine okay don't say you're not looking that good you're looking so tired jesus come come jesus coming up and saying to you what happened you're looking so tired today you forgotten you are a life giving spirit if they are looking tired you see that in your eyes your presence will refresh them if they are looking tired in your presence you better question yourself because in christ presence no one can be tired it should be a reflection of you <laughs> okay you are a life giving spirit in my presence there is only life so everyone in beloved starts looking younger i've had this from people you all came in ugly and then all became very beautiful <laughs> i'm kidding but ever increasing okay see this for where there is strife envy strife and divisions among you are you not carnal and behaving like me your men that's why we are in here we have only one thing we always see the unity of the brethren i love this whole tech thing that happened you know everyone was so united in doing this we didn't even have to tell anyone to do it they were willingly doing it and i see that in beloved everyone is just so willing and comes ahead to do something we are so one and we look at just like where strife between you sons even as you'll minister to each other if you see that strife coming up pull it down do not give it room look at the intentions of the person's heart and you discern it as oh that's the flesh but i love her in spirit and in truth or i love him in spirit and in truth okay i told you when i told that guy who who put water on me i told the coconut fall that still people keep quoting it to me you said tree fall on his head i said no i said tree fall on his car i spared him i gave him mercy but you can look at me and say that oh that's the flesh and so please discern it as the flesh that doesn't change who i am 
okay and so what happens if then it makes it easy you won't get offended with people because the flesh will always just piss you off people are going to say shit to you and you're not going to like it and then that's when a relationship can grow if you look at each other and say yeah that is the flesh just give it grace and still love each other in spirit and in truth then you have a great foundation of a relationship that can really go grow is because you're not expecting your flesh to be perfect you're actually de dealing with each other in spirit and saying hey the flesh is crucified is going to act up here and there but i just give grace so you won't get you won't stay there you'll keep ever growing and increasing okay my mom does that all the time she gives me so much grace because i say bad things to her sometimes okay and uh, she's in new york i told her to buy some butterfly clips and what i told her not to buy she's buying so my sister got on a video call and thank god she did a facetime and so i see the bucket i said mom what i told you not to get this and she's gone to the shop and exactly picked those big sizes i said do you like not even see what i wear in my hair you know and um, but now i yelled at her and everything and then she said that's you know that stop the flesh there you know and can just talk to me and we can just have such a healthy relationship and if i say something you know bad to her i know that shouldn't be okay but i'm just saying that she does she's not sitting at home and crying she's back to normal saying yes what happened yeah i knew that was the flesh now listen i have also forgotten about it but she could have sat there moaning about it but because she's a son she looked at it as like her flesh spoke i'm not going to make more out of this and make it the truth because nothing good comes out of the flesh if you listen to each other in the flesh you will sit there you'll cry all day then you'll need a pity party and then we'll they 100 people come and say the same thing same thing to you you don't grow also you just felt good at that moment again you'll need another call and again you'll need counseling that's why you don't do counseling in beloved you come you call up anybody they'll tell you the word then they get fed up because they say you only tell me the word yes because then it's time for you to start believing this truth okay so that you can grow but how matured now i feel the relationship with my mom is because my mom used to get so offended at small things my mom my dad used to tell my mom kamvechi akkal nahi you know what that means you don't have the brains to make money but my mother used to make more money than my dad but she used to cry at this so i used to tell her mom do you know that he knows what button to hit and so because if he hits this button you said you know and then i said just get smart is now is that the truth what he said it he also knows it's not because the wife is clearly making more money than him but why does he say it because he knows what gets her down that's what the devil tries to do that's why i told you many people you all have had losses or whatever in your life loved ones gone or whatever grief can come it's one thing jesus died for grief and sorrow he took it don't stay there it's your choice to stay there my dad passed away pain is pain there's no level of pain you pinch somebody right now just pinch each other see who felt more pinch each other because people say higher pain lower pain small pain pinch it's the same pinch you all felt it pain is pain it's how you deal with it that matters one can stay there because they made it greater than what it was and the devil loves such people oh i'll just take this use i can take the situation and so make that person be here for 3 years and that decision is yours either you stay there or you dust it off and say i don't care what the situation brought i'm here my the holy spirit is in me the resurrection life is in me i'm here 
to change. I'm not the same I was. I'm a new creation. New creation, sons of God, don't get affected by their experiences. I'm not going to stay here. And the biggest rest for you and for me is there is no death for a son. You will meet them again. So rejoice. This earth life is a transitory period for you and for me. Okay? So are you free? Don't stay in grief, sorrow. Push it to the cross. It can come and say, hey, come on, make yourself one with me. P put on my cloak of ashes. You have to push it out and say, hey, excuse me. You, I have the oil of gladness, the joy of the Lord. Okay? See this. So are there, if you're carnal, if there are strife and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Not sons, but you're behaving like men. For when one says, I am Paul, and another says, I am Apostle, I am Andrew Womack, I am JP, I am whoever, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now, he who plants and he who waters are, are one. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Okay? So, beloved, we do things differently because our calling is a bit different. So, we do less of charitable, more of investment in word. Okay? Now, look at Hebrews 5. For though by this time you ought to be teachers. Now, Paul is correcting. He's saying, by this time, you need to be here. You need someone, but he's saying, you need to be here. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. That means I need someone just to lay the foundation again with you all. Okay? You have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness for he is a babe. That means what should the foundation of sonship be? Righteousness. Righteousness is the foundation and from here you can grow. What is righteousness? Not yours. Karma. You're out of the karmic cycle. You became a son of God. You came out of the law of do good, get good, do bad, get bad. You came in Christ and now you've received his righteousness. Means what? God calls you right. Just as if you never sinned. Your relationship with your father is by blood. You're receiving all things, all inheritance by blood relationship. This is the foundation. So now he's saying, he's saying if you don't know this, he's saying this is milk. Okay? And then he's calling people who don't know this, you are babes in Christ. Now see this. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So people literally think this is discern both good and evil, right and wrong. I believe it's discerning the tree. Tree of knowledge of good and evil and tree of life. Training, training. And seeing this, that oh, this, all of this junk just comes from head knowledge, from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Do you know that someone can speak sonship? Absolutely what I'm speaking but from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And it will still not bear life, because it's just theory. And life is something else, revelation, and it is imparted. 
like a lot of your comments sit here, you're sitting with other sons, there's an impartation happening. It's not just my words, but my words are spirit and they are life. Life means what? Sunil was in the presence of another son. In his presence, that son transfigured and became exactly who Sunil said he would. Because Sunil's words are spirit and they are life, they will not return to him void. But they will do what they were sent out to do. You are understanding. Okay? See this. Um, <clears throat> I've just taken the amplified version of the same, Hebrews 5 verse 11. Let's read that. 11. Concerning this, we have much to say and it is hard to explain since you have become dull and sluggish in your spiritual hearing and disinclined to listen. For though by the time, by this time you ought to be teachers, because of the time you have had to learn these truths, you actually need someone to teach you again the elementary principles of God's word from the beginning. And you have come to be continually in need of milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk, see this what it says, is doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a spiritual infant. Is doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a spiritual infant. Sometimes I meet some Christians and then you know, like in beloved if you hang out with other sons they're all matured. And then you go hang out with somebody else from another church and where they talk about they want to please God and in my head I was like my God where will I start? You're a son. Righteousness is already not there. Doesn't know the... I went to one church once and I said, you know, this was the time when I was looking out for other churches. I thought I'll go else. I'll convince the pastor, the doctorate, and then I'll join that church. And uh, so I asked a congregation member. I said, she's like, oh, so you come? I said, yeah, I believe in the finished work of the cross. She's like, what's that? I was like, oh boy. Because if you talk to the people, you'll know what the pastor is preaching. So I was like, she's saying, what's that? I said, have you never heard the finished work? The finished? Finished work of the cross. And this is a very famous church. Spiritual infant, no foundation. How can I even explain about you're a son? Kyra will understand. She's a son. She's a child of Jigar by blood. All she knows, I came out mama. I came out of her and now I will have everything because I came out of her. That is maturity. The relationship is not based on good, bad. She knows she can throw tantrums. She still gets what she wants. But if she wants to grow, she's got to listen to her parents. Because then will come increase. Okay? But that is the simplicity of righteousness. That Jesus died. When he died, he's not God alone. And he went on the cross. He is. But you went with him. Sonship is all that. The gospel is that. The cross is that. That when he went, you went. When he died, you died. When he rose again, you rose again, and that's where the church was born. Not on this side of the cross, but on this side of the cross. New creation, sons of God. So if you're not preaching that, what are you preaching? That is sonship, that is foundation, okay? And he's saying, look, I can't talk more to you because you are babes. And babes are also carnal then. Look what she did, look what she did, and all this is not here in Beloved. You, you got irritated with some people, handle it. It's the flesh. Not they handle it, you handle it. You deal with it, you die to the cross. Go to the cross with it, okay? See this. Now, <clears throat> where were we? Uh, for everyone who lives on milk, 
I love this, is doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a spiritual infant. But solid food is for you, beloved, is for the spiritually matured, whose senses are, whose senses are trained by practice to distinguish between what, between what is morally good and what is evil. I know how they translated it, but it says whose senses are trained. I told you one of the things that you're doing is coming out of the sense realm. You don't go by what you see, what you feel, what you hear. You're learning to live by the word of God, whose senses are trained to distinguish between what is morally good or what is right. I believe this is whose senses are trained just to believe, not from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. We come from another law. We're partakers of another kingdom, fathered sons, okay? See this Galatians 4.19. My little children, for whom I labor in birth again, until... So what is happening? Are you the same? You're ever-changing. Where is Christ getting formed? In your soul. When you got born again, your spirit became alive. His spirit, your spirit is one spirit. You're spiritually seated at the right hand of the Father. The part of you that is getting saved every day is your soul. Because your soul got messed up after it partook from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It got destroyed completely. And then the devil messed you up. You believed everything what the devil said. You lived in this world. And now the Holy Spirit has come there to save your soul. And how does your soul get saved? How is it getting transfigured into the newness of the spirit? By renewing your mind. By receiving all the truths. You just have to receive them. That's what believing is. To receive and say yes. So it is. Okay. Uh, and to the degree that your soul is getting transformed, you're receiving all of these truths, to that degree you're going to see that life in your mortal body. The mortal body, that, that resurrection life is able to flow outside, inside out. Okay? Kapish. That means yes. Okay, John 16. The work of the Holy Spirit. Now you should know this by heart, beloved. But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. Now, Jesus is saying, see this. He's in the flesh, but he's saying it's to your advantage. That means it's greater if I go away. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, the Holy Spirit, when he has come, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus. Jesus can't come in the flesh and physically dwell in you. He had to do it spiritually. That's why the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus. He's real. He's in you. Okay? See this. It says here, he will come. The Holy Spirit will come to you. And if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. That's why I told you there's only one sin. Sin is not whether you sleep with somebody, you didn't sleep with somebody, you slapped somebody, did not slap, you said tree fall, tree not fall. Sin is, God sees only one sin after Jesus came. You believe in the Son, you don't believe in the Son, all your sins are on you. The way out of the cycle of sin and death, through Christ. That's why he is the door. Door always leads somewhere. It's not a closed door. He is the door leading to another kingdom, back to your father. 
okay it says here of righteousness uh, because i go to my father and you see me no more of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged i still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now that means so much truth is there but he's like you won't be able to handle this right now okay however when the spirit of truth has come he will guide you into all truth sunil just spoke truth to that other son and what is it that truth he heard produced the goodness he was looking for christ in me the hope of glory means goodness whatever i'm looking for lazarus what happened martha jesus said don't you know didn't i tell you if you believe in me you would see the goodness of god what was the goodness of god for mary that a brother come back to life glory is the goodness of god so that you whatever you want to see whatever you're desiring what is life in that situation and so what does it say here he will take of mine he will guide you the when the spirit of truth has come he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will tell you things to come he will glorify me he will take of what is mine and declare it to you all things that the father has are mine therefore i said that he will take of mine and declare it to you what is the holy spirit doing just revealing truth first comes truth then comes life that's why just hear just hear just hear just receive it in small things start applying it like she started applying in small things small things small 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 things mandy white was sharing her testimony like this whole trial and everything was just coming maybe pick up the phone call priya and all but just resting and she saying i just saw so much life that it just made my relationship with my father more we're not against calling don't take it like this like this law that we put here no if you all do speak with one another speak as a son like sunil did just reminded the other person you need a mirror next to you showing you who you are not giving you confused identity like i'm standing in front of the mirror and then kaira comes and stands in front of me i'm just giving you an example be a mirror that means just be another christ standing right there we are not like oh it doesn't exist no we do say that yeah you have symptoms yeah these are facts we don't deny them like some of the church world does no we we talk about yeah these things are showing up in your body i can see them in your flesh yeah oh maybe your cancer report has yeah this is in your flesh yeah it's there okay i say yes to that but the truth is this law is here cancer but the truth is there's higher law in your spirit and this law is going to kick out this lower thing because that is the truth this is a delusion this is a fact illusions and facts change truth remains okay so then it becomes a very natural way of making someone understand and that's exactly what happened in his case okay <clears throat> look at this john 17 verse 14 i have given them your word what has jesus given what does jesus think about it like i believe jesus was attractive okay uh, because there was no sin in him uh, but i don't think people were looking at his attractiveness what were they hanging out with him for he was a life giving spirit there was something in his words that he was saying that i want more that people leave their pots and go and they fall in love with him and everyone's crazy about him life giving spirit so much more greater than the flesh okay now see this i have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as i am not of the world 
and I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, you, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. That means set them apart, separate them from the world by your truth. Your word is truth. That's why how did Sunil land up separating that other son also from all the other things that were touching him? He sanctified him by the truth. How do you constantly separate yourself? We're in this world, but not of this world. Sanctify means make yourself holy by receiving the truth in that moment. You sanctify, you separate yourself. Okay? You're not man, you're superman. You're new creation. Okay? Sanctify them by your truth, your word is truth. Here the series on sanctification, on beloved. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world, and for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. Okay? Separating constantly yourself by the truth. After some time it becomes so natural. It's very natural for you to be a son of God. Even in your conversations that people will start looking at you and saying there is something different. I really don't talk death. I told you I don't speak. If I'm sick, whatever, whatever, you know, like resurrection life is in my nature, whatever. I see the flesh is there. But for somebody to just sit across and notice and say that, hey, I've seen some of your pics. How is this not happening? I started... <laughs> Five, eight, year, uh, 12 years ago, started speaking my truths of who I am. And that life, others will start catching on and seeing that the heathen world can see that something is different here. What's going on? I want this. That's what you are, sons. Okay? See this. It says here, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. What does that word sanctify mean? It means Ha-gyo-zo, H-A-G-I-A-Z-O. It means to separate from things profane and dedicate to God, to regard as special, sacred. It's holy, sanctified. Whatever is holy, the devil cannot touch. So what did he do? He just sanctified him. Told him the truth. Whether he believed it, we don't know, but he spoke those truths. That guy goes, something else has changed. Now his trust is not in Sunil. His trust is in the words that Sunil spoke to him. That's what we sons are doing. So that your faith is in the word. The same life that is in the father is in the son. Your life is not coming from the food you eat. It's coming from the Holy Spirit that lives in you. Okay? See this. So every time you're sanctifying yourself, you're separating yourself from what is profane. You're basically saying, I'm holy. No, this is for the world's law. This is confirmation of the world. This is conforming to the world's patterns. But this is the new truth. I'm transfiguring. That's what's happening. This is my truth. Sons of God. Okay? And truth means aletheia. A-L-E-T-H-E-I-A. It means true to fact. Properly. Truth. True to fact. When God says, I'm the truth, he's saying, I'm a reality. That means the world also presents a reality. But see this. Synonym for reality as the opposite of illusion. So if God says I am truth, then God is saying I am the truth, the reality. Then everything that the world is presenting to you is illusion. Illusion. Or let's put it in another word. Say they're facts. 
and they will change and disappear but truth remains okay see this john 14 verse 19 if you love me keep my commandments and i will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you read that again the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him this spirit of truth you can't see but he is in you a real person joined with you okay for he dwells with you and will be in you i will not leave you orphans i will come to you indwelling of the father and son that's its title a little while longer and the world will see me no more but you will see me because i live you will live also why are you living because because he lives your life is not coming i know that your blood is pumping in your heart but he is saying you live because he lives because i live you will live also at that day you will know that i am in my father and you in me and i in you he who has my commandments and keeps them it will be it is he who loves me jesus said who is my father my mother my brother my sister he who hears my words and does it even in beloved i take that from the word even i minister who is the father the mother and all i'll see the one who is a doer of the word who is listening or he took the counsel did it upgraded no this is because that's how jesus sees it who is the one who receives the word and does it okay believes that word he who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and i will love him and manifest my love to him so one second he just said earlier who is the one who loves him let's read that again he who has my commandments and keeps them that means is a doer of the word this is not like the law commandments this is i told you in the new creation it's like receiving all his truths what he says about you god says i'm holy receive it you are holy by blood not by what you do your flesh is not holy your spirit man is holy your flesh is dead crucified to the cross god is not dealing with you in your flesh anymore he looks at you in spirit and truth receive the holiness first okay then you can walk out your holiness he who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me so that means someone who is a doer of the word receiving the word walking it out and now he says to such a person i will manifest myself to him that means you will see that life it doesn't mean physically appear it means i'm manifesting my goodness everything he is going to see it work out in his life he who receives that truth that's what all your testimonies are you received it you became a doer and now you can see the life going out vidya's testimony such an amazing testimony where she's just resting but now she as a son became lion king hey i'm not going to let somebody walk all over me i'm going to speak up for this and then just the way she wanted it everything started happening to her so many of y'all in your relationships speak up be lion kings most of the times you don't want to tick the other person off only the flesh will get ticked off it needs to get ticked off it needs to go to the cross your words are spirit and they are life they will do what they're supposed to do okay 
But he who loves me will be loved by my father. I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not me, does not love me, does not keep my words. God looks at your love. You can say, I love God, love God. Do all crap. You're not loving God, dude. <laughs> Sons, because loving God is really hearing that word and walking it out. That's loving God in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. Not loving God in flesh. Coming here, doing many things, doing tech and all that. You can do all of those things. But loving God, if you really say that you love God, then God looks at you, is my son loving me in spirit and in truth? Look at the word, what does the word say for your situation right now? And then when you receive that word and just do it, lay your life down, maybe do it. Maybe for husbands is loving your wives, wives, or maybe wives loving your husbands. And then just loving, now you're loving the Lord in spirit and in truth. That is loving him. See this, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. And we will come to him and make a home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the father who sent me. When you receive all that the father is saying about you, when you receive it, you are loving him back. The one who loves him the most is the one who receives that word the most, okay? And is able to give, give life to others with that word. 1 John 2, 15. I didn't tell Rishi I'm taking these verses, but he's taken some. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. It does not say the love for the Father. It says the love of the Father is not in him. So when you see people doing all silly things and all of that, it's not a question where oh, they don't love God. No. The question you should be seeing is the Father's love. They don't know how much the Father loves them. And then go feed them more of that love. Tell them that they're a princess. Don't condemn them. Remind them that there's a higher place that God has called them to be. Okay? See this. The love of the Father is not in them. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Hebrews 12. My son, we'll close in another 10 minutes. Do not despise the chastising, the chastising of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord... For whom the Lord loves, he chastises, he corrects, and scourges every son whom he receives. Okay, so God doesn't correct you with sickness, I know Jigar shared, I wanted it. God didn't give the psoriasis. The, because uh, God doesn't have it in his kingdom to give it in the first place. Okay? He has to have it to give it. It comes from the world. It comes from death. It comes from the cycle of sin and death. Okay? And it can show up in your body. But resurrection life in Jigar pushed it out of him because that is his nature. Nothing bad. Accidents. Bad things happen, none of it, God is the orchestrator. Most people are so pissed because they feel, why didn't God do something? 
okay? And once you, and I sometimes I feel like I have the answers because sometimes they don't think that there was ever a growing process. And sonship is all about co-laboring. Never took about renewing your mind, didn't know it's on blood relationship. All of these things are truths. Because first comes truth, then comes life. Okay, so we blame God, but this son has just been a sleeping son for 10 years. Got hit so badly. I told you I was hit with rheumatoid arthritis, with hair fall, with so many terrible things. I could say, where was God? And then did God suddenly change now and he's become good to me? No, and then I realized I never co-labored with the Holy Spirit. I got miraculously healed once, but then I just slept. And then I thought everything should be fine. I started getting hitting with all these sicknesses because I was talking all crap. I was believing all rubbish. Never renewed my mind to the newness. And then I started really resting in new truths. And then I saw different life. So was God bad and then he became good suddenly? No. He was always good. But I started co-laboring with him now. That I could see now that goodness that was always there come and show up in different parts of my life. And that's what's happening to you. That's why I said don't go by your experiences. You are there, but you'll have new experiences if you don't stay there. If you don't allow those experiences, however bad or good they were, don't let them tell you who you are. You can be born in a very rich family and believe you're rich based on your physical riches that came from your family. You're still believing it because of what your bank account shows. And then one day, some maybe recession happens, everything is gone. And then what happens? You'll fall. Is because that truth or whatever you were believing was not based on what the word says, it was based on the experience. So that's why I say good and bad. We don't get our identity or believe who the Father says, who we are, based on all the things that are happening. We believe it based on the word. So that even in times of recession, you still stand because you'll have money because you were born rich and your, your baskets and everything will still just overflow. Okay? Now see this. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects and scourges every son whom he receives. So what is that word chasten? It means paideo, P-A-I-D-E-U-O. A child under development with strict training. Properly to train up a child so they mature and realize their full potential. What? So God is correcting so that you can grow into adults. It says whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Parents, correct your children. Okay? See this. Our English word chasten comes from the Latin castus to purify, to chastise. It means to purge out everything that is not of God. You were crucified with Christ. A lot of things in you are still dying. Dying. And that's why you'll get ticked off and all of that just needs to go to the cross. And what is doing? Sometimes trials come. A son, the only reason you go through a trial is in the area you don't see yourself as a son yet. You're getting purged. Because after some time, it doesn't bother you. First time disciples went in the storm, the storm is all there, they got all hassled. Maybe next time it went in the storm, they learned to sleep. Now it's not a trial anymore. Because Christ has got formed in them, purging out all of things of the weeds of the world. Identities that came from your experiences, what someone said, or some bad situation that happened, all of that are getting pulled out. Okay? Now see this, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there among, uh, for what son is there whom a father does not chasten or correct? 
But if you are without correction, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and die? After God's correction, you die? What is going to happen? More life is going to come out of it, okay? And live. For they indeed for a few days corrected us as seemed best to them. But he for our profit, for he for your profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness. What is God trying to do? Correct you to become partakers of his divine nature. That's why he corrects you. I told you I was not tithing once upon a time. I used to do all these things, but I was getting so many problems in my work. I was complaining to Michael. He said, do you tithe? I said, uh, no. <laughs> He's like, what? You, you don't tithe? And this was some years ago. I said, yeah, I, you know, it's not a revelation. Then I started looking it up. And then um, I got a dream, actually. You know, they say, now this is just but something that God had to speak to me. And I saw a 10 rupee coin in my left hand. You know, they always say, if this is scratching, money is coming, this is scratching, money is going. <laughs> so I saw my left hand and I saw a 10 rupee coin put on my left hand. I knew what he was trying to say, tithe. <laughs> he was just trying to explain it to me. I got up in the morning in the vision. Okay? And then I looked up and I can't do anything if it's not a revelation, if it's not alive in me. And so I really started looking up and go hear the series on uh, abundance in Beloved. I've spoken on tithing. And um, you get to tithe because in the world, mammon, there are two gods, Christ, Father, and then it's called, money is called a mammon. That means you can see it as a god. The whole world is worshipping money. And so the way you make money your slave is by tithing your tenth. Start doing it if you're not, okay? Now, so see this. It says here, for they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed be best to them, but he for our profit, that we may be partakers of his holiness, his divine nature. That means he is rich, so are you. So he corrected me about money. And then suddenly I started seeing divine riches. Then he corrected me about, Priya, you're believing all crack about you're falling sick so many times. Start believing new truths. I told you resurrection life is in your nature. He corrected me, and now even as I received correction, I started co-laboring, I started seeing holiness. Or what is it? His godliness, God-likeness in my body. Resurrection life in my body. And that's what it means. In all areas, you'll start seeing him because he loves me, because he loves you. He corrects you. So one son can say, what is this going on? Or one son can say, yeah, if you're correcting me, purge out all the weeds. Is because this is for my increase, okay? Now, no chest, so that you have the abstract quality of God. I put that in brackets. Now, no correction seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterwards, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Peaceable fruit of righteousness? Righteousness? Because righteousness leads to life. He's correcting you. You know what he's correcting you in? In your identity. Oh, he's getting all of that rubbish out, putting it to the cross. He's getting you his nature, his identity there. Because a righteousness needs to life. That's what it means. Okay? Now see this. Isaiah 32, 17. The fruit of that righteousness will be peace. Its effect will be quietness and confidence forever. Confidence forever. 
forever. That's what Sunil did to his friend. The fruit of righteousness will be peace. Its effect will be quietness and confidence forever. Okay? See this, verse 12. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may be broken. What does it say? For what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. You're getting hit and you're feeling, what is this trial? What? Oh, God is perfecting and fixing something that is lame and dislocated to be healed. That's what it's doing. So in every problem, don't say why it has come. Because a sun is above everything. If you are saying why, it's because you made it bigger than you. So learn to co-labor and rest with it and co-labor with the Holy Spirit because you will see that the Holy Spirit always leads you to victory. If you take his hand and say, hey, we're going to confront this, we're not running away, show me how we're going to overcome this because he's overcome all things for you, okay? And in that very area, it's not a prayer problem. That's why you'll get fed up if you keep praying, 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 praying. Take it away, take it away, nothing is happening. But if you co-labor with the truth, once you'll overcome it, once and for all, it's under your feet. You can sit and you'll have quietness and confidence assurance forever. What a rest. That is sonship. See this. Therefore, strengthen the hands. Okay, so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. I remember some Christian arguing with me. It says, without holiness, you can't see God. I said, this is not holiness in the flesh. This is you receiving. Now, you know, there's so much, like your righteousness of God's son and God. He's like, no, no, I believe in, you know, without holiness, you have to be holy in the flesh. You can't see God. I said, you can't. You can't be holy in the flesh. That's why Jesus came and died on the cross. You, even if you want to, you can't. You know, you, you die and go to heaven then. You, and you need a new body for that. So he was still arguing. I was like, okay, don't worry. You believe in this truth, no? You will not see God. Don't worry. Try going holiness in the flesh. I don't believe this truth. This is talking about not holiness in the flesh. This is holy, it's a gift, okay? So I said, so according to your faith, let it be done to you. Then he didn't like what I said. <laughs> I, I just told you that. You should do that. If they fight with you, just say, okay, according to your faith, let it be done to you. Because they're fighting for, imagine I'm saying you can, and you're fighting to say no. Okay, <laughs> take second place. It's like that, okay? So see this. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Bitterness. That's why, like, let nothing give room to just bitterness here. Okay, it says here that springing up causing trouble and many become defiled. Least there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food lost, sold his birthright, and you know that afterwards when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. You know what Esau did, right? Esau, what happened? Jacob and Esau, he was so hungry, and so for those few minutes, he comes and says, what does he say? Give me what you've cooked. Jacob was cooking. Esau was a hunter. 
go and get something. And so Jacob gives him food. And for few, few little hunger, he's like, just give me this. He's, uh, Jacob is like, give me your birthright. Send me your birthright. Way before the father accidentally laid hands, or whatever, he was led to lay hands on Jacob, Esau already did it before, sold it to him. And now what happens, he goes and stands in front of Isaac, and Isaac lays hands. You know what happened? Who was the mother of Isaac and Jacob? Rebecca puts on a cloak, like hairy, because, because J Esau was hairy person, right? So she puts on Jacob. Jacob was waxed. And what happens? The father puts the blessing, speaks all the blessing on him. And now Esau realizes that he's been deceived by his brother. And now he comes before his father, because his father couldn't see at the time. He says, I've given all the blessing away. And it says that there was, he didn't find anything left for him. Why? Just bitter. Esau just hated his brother even before. Everything. Because it said that God loved Jacob. He just hated it. Just bitter. And so pull all of that out. Don't give any room for any, for any, anything. Okay? See this. <clears throat> Let me just finish this. Verse 18. Beloved is awake. Alive. Okay. For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched and that burnt with fire and to go blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words so that those who heard it begged begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. This is talking about the Mount of Sinai. For they could not endure what was commanded. And if so much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. But you have come to the Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly, see this, I know I'm taking more time, to the general assembly and church of the, say that, firstborn. What does God call church? Church of the firstborn again. Jesus Christ. Church can't be preaching Moses because the definition of church is not church of Moses. The law, Old Testament, old Adam thinking. Church means church of the risen Christ. New creation realities. Otherwise, it's not church. You're doing a dead work. You have a building, people come, you're preaching Moses, dead work. No life. See this. But you have come to the Mount Zion. Not to, he's saying, Mount Sinai. Mount Zion to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You're all waiting for heavenly Jerusalem? That is the church of the firstborn. To an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, who are registered in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, not old, and to the blood of the sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Okay? Now see this. Verse 25. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. See, do not refuse when this word is coming forward. Okay? That's why I told you, beloved, we don't tell everyone to come. You have to be called. Okay? 
See, you do not refuse him who speaks, for if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not ex escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he is promising, yet one more I shake not only the earth but also heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the remo removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Sons, you will have shaking going on. Don't get scared of the shaking. The shaking comes to remove all the things that can be shaken, all the weeds that need to go out. That's what the trials do. Don't get scared of trials. If they come, it's to purge all the crap and the weeds, the identities of the world that are there in you. And if you co-labor with the Holy Spirit, you will come fine out, purged, purified. And at the end, you'll have the quality of the divine nature, the fruit of righteousness in you. You'll start seeing it to one divine relationships, to another money maybe, to another blessed relationship, or whatever that looks like. Okay? You'll start seeing the glory of God. Now see this. It says here, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably, with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Yesterday, I was going to yell, yell at my driver. I met Rishi, and uh, because you know he had, he didn't have call waiting. I'm calling him from half an hour, and like he's just you know. And so we had to walk. We were at the we work or a little away from them. We had to go somewhere for some work, and so Rishi is like, Priyag, give him holy fire, sweet fire, not carnal flesh fire. <laughs> And Rishi's like, you know, calm down, give him the other fire. I was like, okay. And then so we go to the car and I see him on the phone. I was like, you know, and then Rishi so politely takes his phone. And Rishi's sitting on his phone. He gives a lot of grace, you know, I just like, but I gave him so sweet, holy fire, holy fire. Okay, so now the definition of holy fire is different, not flesh fire. Okay, um, look at this last verse. The true wine, verse 15, John 15, verse 15. I am the true wine, and my father is the wine dresser. Okay? Uh, I read the Romans 12, so I'm not reading that. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. In other words, it says he lifts up. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. He prunes. What? You think you're getting hit? He is only pruning a fruit-bearing tree. Okay? See this. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes so that he may bear more fruit. What does correction do? And if you're a good son, you'll receive the correction. Bad son, you'll leave the church. Quick fix. Go to other church, they'll all have their problems again there. Worst. Because beloved is preaching sonship. Foundation is different here. Okay? What happens if you co-labor and receive the correction? See this. It says he prunes that he may bear more fruit. Okay? You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the wine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the wine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Now see this. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. You get dry after some time, okay? 
See this. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burnt. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. So what does abide mean? Rest. Receiving his words. Receiving the truth and resting. Not just resting, believing all junk. Yeah, I'm human, I'm going to die. I'm resting. That's not resting. You rest in truth. You love in truth. We rest also in truth. You receive, I'm resurrection of, yeah, it's in me. Now I rest. I'm not going to run after it trying to make it happen. This is the truth and so I rest. It's different. Okay? It says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit so that you will be my disciples or you will be my sons. In another verse it says, and that your fruit remain. That means fruit doesn't disappear. So there's one fruit I can lay hands, you get healed, but <laughs> you'll fall sick again. But another one, I'll give you identity, dude. I'll tell you, son, who you are. Now your fruit remain. Sonship. 